0: I, I quite liked it being online for the fact that it allowed me to actually do something over, like over the summer, mm-hmm. um, but in general I would have preferred it to be in person, obviously, going yeah. go to Fiji <laughs> in the sun. <laughs> I think working virtually over the summer also maybe helped us to kind of settle down and get into a routine of working from home
1: before the semester started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Study Abroad and Exchange podcast. As always, I'm your host Abby, and I'm here with Megan and Isabel, and we're going to talk about their time working virtually with Think Pacific over the summer. Just going to get things started right off. Did you want to start there, Megan? So, what uh, what drew you to Think Pacific? What made you want to work with Think Pacific? Um, so I
0: think I was looking just to do an internship in general over the summer, and looking at ones to apply for during COVID was quite mm-hmm. hard. Um, so many just weren't available or got cancelled. And all of these online internships kind of came up, but a lot of them looked not very um, like well planned out where they were so new.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but Think Pacific looked like super well planned lots of content lots of people with reviews for on it from previous years in person mm-hmm. um and then I found that Southampton was offering a kind of bursary for it um mm-hmm. to help with the funding so it seemed like the perfect thing to do and a super
1: interesting company to work with nice Izzy would you say that yours your reasons were kind of similar
2: um yeah I think I was looking at different internships but there wasn't that many that had they had subjects I wanted to do, like I really wanted to do in psychology because I'm interested mm-hmm. in it, so it just seemed to ha- it just seemed to be relevant to me,
1: um, um, yeah. Okay, cool. So what uh, pathways did you guys go down? I know that Think Pacific are quite good with all of their different subjects that they offer, so students can kind of pick one of anything essentially. I didn't know whether you guys had particularly different subject groups that you went towards um
0: I went for the environment one um I study environmental science and mm-hmm. environmental change um, so yeah mine was focused on environment
1: and then I also looked a little bit at NGO management mm-hmm. okay that sounds exciting how about you Izzy um yeah I just did the psychology one like you could look at you could pick
2: any of them you know like I said at the start I wanted to do psychology, but when you start the internship you it, like all of them
1: were available to you mm. um there were loads of different organizations but yeah I just did the psychology one okay cool um in terms of like your pathways then so environmental and then psychology they're quite different what kind of things did you both get up to on the on this course like what was the aim of your particular pathway
0: so mine um i was working with a company called wedroka bay Mm -hmm. uh, and they are kind of a nature inspired surf and dive resort in Fiji, Mm -hmm. and I think what they were trying to do was essentially reforest an area that used to be covered with mangroves that had been slowly knocked down over time. Okay. And there's so many environmental benefits with mangroves uh, for nearby, nearby coral reefs for people to use as resources, uh, mm-hmm. flood defences and storm barriers. Um, and what they wanted essentially was a consultancy report of how they could do the reforestation plan. Oh, okay. Um And also looking into all of the benefits for it and how it would be put into, the pla- into place using um, people in the local community and getting schools and stuff involved
1: oh that's really exciting like how um how did you find getting on with it do you feel like you I guess made made a difference as well like did you get to be involved with the community as well
0: yeah I really loved it actually um it was very kind of self-driven so you had to do all of the research yourself go and look up online exactly how it would need to be done and although there was like a lot of material out there as always mm-hmm. with the internet um it was kind of quite hard to filter it all down and make it useful yeah, for people I can imagine the communities especially the schools have quite a low um English literacy rate so writing it in a way that both people and young children could understand was pretty interesting um, yeah and I had a chat with the company about exactly what they wanted and we kind of worked together to, to, to tailor it to them
1: Oh amazing. I'm literally gonna ask the same thing to Izzy now. Like what kind of thing, um <laughs> what, what 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 did your pathway kind of lead you onto doing? Like what was the object of your of your pathway?
2: So I linked up with the psychiatric survivors um, charity organization and mm-hmm. they kind of they, they kind of they're doing a few things, but I think mainly it's like reducing stigma around people with psychosocial disabilities and also trying to the organisation is trying to get more like um, resources to people. Um, there's, I mean, there's not many. There's like one. There's like barely any mental health treatment, like in terms of access. And I think what they what they do have isn't necessarily what you would want mm-hmm. in terms of it. You know, it's not necessarily that helpful for people that have mental health issues or have mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, it's just trying to raise awareness and stuff like that and get resources to people. So I did a report on different like alternative therapies kind of like Mm non-medicinal therapies so yeah I did a research report on that and wrote some content about some of the different therapies and I tried to do it in a way that would make it relatively easy for people to um like help themselves without
1: access to official treatment or yeah like
2: that how was the
1: how were the resources kind of shared in the end was this kind of done online like was it social media based or was Um, it put into other things
2: I'm not exactly sure how they will use it because it was quite a small charity early in with. So because mm-hmm. they were really overrun, I couldn't really get in contact with them. I kind of go off, I had to go off what the action project already had written down, to mm-hmm. your organisation, and then just try and do that. So I don't really know how they would, or if they will use the stuff that I did. I kind of just okay. had to do it and then just submit it. I wrote content so they could potentially make blog posts on their website or stuff like that. Yeah. But whether or not
1: they will actually do that, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean I hope so because it sounds like you've put like a lot of work into this and it sounds really interesting and like it's going to be quite helpful as well for the for the charity like the organization so hopefully they will (laughs) (laughs) in terms of both of your experiences then with Think Pacific do you feel like this has kind of helped you in terms of like career wise like do you think that this is something you'd like to sort of carry on in the future or has inspired you to do anything else in the future?
0: I found it quite interesting just to see how that sort of charity or company works. Mm-hmm. I'd never worked in a a charity based sector before, so kind of seeing how driven all of the employees were was super interesting. Um, yeah. And I think, it, like, it kind of rubs off on you a bit. You start to understand that it's a, like they all doing a, they're all doing a job they love. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think doing the internship definitely also helped with the general skills of time management and. Mm-hmm. Uh, running your own like works work um, what's the word workflow <laughs>
1: <laughs> no definitely and I mean the same thing for just having to work virtually anyway you're going to be having to work on your time management and kind of motivation just on your by yourself because you're having to motivate yourself to get up every day and do all this work and without people kind of group work wise with you kind of um sparing you on how did you both find that in general the actual virtual side of things
2: i like the virtual side of things because i'm i'm quite i'm all right doing stuff on on my own
1: mm-hmm.
2: i actually i probably wouldn't have done an internship if it, for the fact it was virtual <laughs> Oh really? So, yeah that's yeah i wouldn't have done it if i had to actually go somewhere or be with people so i liked it good mm-hmm. but it was also you know it's helpful yeah and learning to motivate myself and stuff like that
1: yeah okay how did you feel about it megan I, I quite liked it being
0: online for the fact that it allowed me to actually do something over like over this summer.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but in general, I would have preferred it to be in person, obviously, and yeah. go to Fiji <laughs> in the sun. <laughs> um, but I think working virtually over the summer also maybe helped us to kind of settle down uh, and get into a routine with working from home before the semester started.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So do you both think that you would potentially want to look into going to Fuji in the future, maybe doing a little bit more with Think Pacific? Or do you think you want to go into doing more independent projects after this?
0: I'd definitely have a look at doing something with them again. And I think going out there would be an absolutely amazing experience. They Mm -hmm. run so many cool projects out there that you can't do virtually you can only do in person yeah Um. but also obviously there's thousands of other companies as well that would be awesome to work for so we'll
1: see (laughs) (laughs) it's exciting though
0: yeah definitely
1: lots of opportunities yeah How about you, Izzy? Do you think that you will work again with Think Pacific in the future, potentially like when kind of in the post COVID world or however that's gonna look, um, would you go out to Fiji potentially, or would you rather kind of look into different charities or alternative opportunities for yourself? I really don't know, just because that's a bad answer, but I just That's no,
2: like, fine. I have no idea what I want to do with my life.
1: Yeah. I yeah, feel like I feel I, like I most students it. are in that boat.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think if I didn't, yeah, if I wasn't sure what I wanted to do and that was an opportunity it was still about, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it would be something that I would think about. I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do yet. No, that's completely
1: fine. (laughs) I mean, if anything, it's probably been a good experience for you guys in the sense of giving you those new skills for the future. It doesn't matter really if it's not completely something that you're set on using for the future it's still going to be great for your cvs and things that employers are gonna are gonna love anyway was there anything that you found that either of you found particularly difficult about the experience i don't know if there were any difficulties with things being virtual or anything specifically within your pathway or people you were interacting with was there anything that you found particularly difficult
0: not particularly no actually i think they'd organized it surprisingly well um mm-hmm. the content that they'd put together on their um uh I can't remember what they called it it was like a workspace kind mm-hmm. of uh, discovery page I think they called it was immense they'd put together so much pre-planning for us um and I think overall it was planned out quite well
1: mm. nice did you feel the same way he?
2: Yeah um obviously I had some difficulties with just because I wasn't that much in contact with the organization I was working yeah with. um but obviously you know you had um I like could mentor stuff like that and then mm-hmm. there was you know information that I could find myself and obviously they you know they made that actual project in the first place so I could read what they wanted from there so mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Nice did you both have mentor meetings then like how often would you meet with your mentor? I think throughout the whole
0: I did an eight week program you could either do a four or an eight week program Mm -hmm. um so if you did four it was condensed Mm -hmm. but I did eight weeks and I think over the whole time I met with my mentor three times but if you Mm -hmm. needed to get in contact with them like I had to send mine a few emails um they got back super quick so you could be in contact with them more
1: if you needed it oh fantastic how often did you meet with your mentor, Izzy? Was it was it more often because you didn't have as much contact with your particular organisation? Or did you find that uh, contact was kind of similar to Megan's experience?
2: Yeah, it was similar. I think it was, um, yeah, it was like every few every few weeks, something like that. I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly, but, yeah, it was like, and, yeah, if you needed more, um, mm-hmm. a couple of occasions I did, I needed um, a mentor meeting when it wasn't
1: to so email her. Um, nice. and, yeah. So you definitely still had that support there, even if you feel like you were getting on okay independently. Yeah. <laughs> Fab. Were there any things that you, that you look back on particularly fondly over the summer that you enjoyed particularly about taking part in this particular opportunity?
0: I really kind of like doing the... Um the final output recording so you mm-hmm. had to do a I think it was a five to ten minute video that spoke for all of your work um why it was important why they could use it for the company and whatnot um and actually doing that and looking back through all the effort that you'd put in was really quite nice to review it and then obviously your mentor got back to you gave you feedback said what you've done well said uh, how it would be taken forward
1: mm-hmm. so that was
0: really good to see it kind of summed up
1: yeah no definitely H- how about you Izzy? Was there anything that you particularly enjoyed about your experience, or look back on positively?
2: Yeah, it was nice to write content and stuff like that because I like writing, but I never written in that way. So it was quite, in, like, it was yeah, like challenging, trying to figure out who my audience is, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, trying to write in a way that's not, I don't know, not naturally how I would write. You know what I mean? It was just yeah, mm-hmm. I enjoyed.
1: it. No, completely. Did you guys kind of feel like the sessions? took up a lot of your time during lockdown or did you kind of get up to other bits during your time over the summer it
0: was definitely a case if you could put in as much or as little well maybe not as little work as you wanted to, but um, <laughs> you could kind of put in a lot more effort if you uh, like were really interested in it yeah so I think again it was you were meant to do 100 hours for your uh, internship and again that was whether it was over the four or eight weeks spread out mm-hmm. I think I ended up probably doing around that maybe a little bit more just because I was quite interested in it yeah but over eight weeks there's still absolutely plenty of time to then be getting out in the week and potentially doing something else part-time over the summer as well
1: oh nice so it's a great way to kind of slot slot in between whether well I guess maybe not so much during a lockdown but if things um became a little bit easier in terms of like working or if travel does become a little bit easier I guess a virtual course like this is great to kind of slot in between all the other other responsibilities that you might have.
0: Yeah definitely.
1: Nice. I I saw quite a lot from students who took part in Think Pacific that there were like a few kind of Fiji culture lessons as well and I'm genuinely quite interested in those. Uh, I obviously didn't take part in the course, so I just wondered if you guys could talk potentially about any of those things. I think there was stuff about like Fijian dance, maybe cooking, like all sorts of different things like that. Just wondered if you'd wanted to talk maybe a little bit about those experiences.
0: I really loved those culture lessons. I thought they were really Mm -hmm. interesting. I've never had any exposure to Fiji or any Pacific Islands before. I think one of my favourite things, which was quite a big feedback from uh, volunteers and interns who'd been out there previously, Mm -hmm. was uh, it's a cultural uh, term called Mm Kirikiri. And it's essentially if you put something down and it's your belonging, it belongs to the community. Anybody can use it. Anybody can Mm -hmm. take some of it. And when you're when you go out there, um, you're very much told that if you if you want to keep something just to yourself, you have to put it away because (laughs) there's such a sharing community. Um, And it works both ways. Obviously, everybody just has like an open door policy. You're allowed into anybody's home. Anybody will have you over for dinner or for drinks Mm -hmm. or to give you something if you need it. And in general, everybody just said it's such a caring, open and Mm. uh, like sharing, loving community.
1: Yeah, it really sounds like it. It sounds kind of like the opposite of the UK, especially if you're going to be going to, to London or something. I feel like oh, everyone definitely. here is the complete opposite. <laughs> so that's quite nice to kind of see that contrast. And it's nice that you kind of could still pick up on that culture aspect, even without actually being in Fiji physically. It's nice to still get to, to learn about those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, Izzy, did did you have any particular parts of the course in that in that regard that you particularly enjoyed?
2: Um yeah, I thought the kerchief thing was funny as well. <laughs> I think there was one, that I did. I don't remember what it was called. It was some type of weaving, but like oh, yeah. mat weave. It was like I don't remember what it was called, but it was um, cool seeing people do that. They were so skilled and they could do it so quickly.
1: I've seen. I think I've seen photos of this, and yeah. did did students get the kind of opportunity to try it with paper? Yeah, you could join in. Yeah, which is really cool. <laughs> it's nice that you can kind of do that from your bedroom. It feels a little bit weird, but I guess it's uh, wow, well, it's the alternative where we're not able to travel. <laughs> did you have any difficulties with like any time differences or anything like that, or did you find it quite easy to just slot things in on the day to day? Like, what was what what I'm gonna reword that question completely (laughs) what was your day-to-day routine like sort of in terms of structure were you kind of giving yourself that particular structure or did you find there was a particular routine that worked better for you that kind of thing
0: mine was very forced by what else I was doing in the week so I was also working part-time over summer Mm -hmm. um so the days that I wasn't working part-time or had kind of social plans that's when it had to be done yeah um with time differences and stuff though I do think that there were some staff who were still working over there in Fiji which is other side of the world so I think Mm -hmm. I think it's an 11 10 11 hour time oh wow that's
1: a really big time difference Um,
0: yeah but my mentor and I think most of the other mentors were actually based in the UK so Mm -hmm. they were super easy to get hold of
1: oh that's perfect how how about you Izzy how did you find the day-to-day
2: yeah there wasn't um there wasn't any type of time differences either for me because as I say the, the only people I was running really contact with was my mentor mm-hmm. um and yeah yeah but it, w- it was all right to it was good you could you could um you could do it in the structure that they kind of had planned out or you could not because it's recorded so it was really mm-hmm. flexible you could just kind of make the day that you wanted to do or if you happen to have a few days where you couldn't do stuff then you know it would still all be available
1: yeah so. nice so overall would you say that virtual opportunities are a positive thing what do you think generally
0: i definitely think they're a a good opportunity just because even even this year with covid there's lots of people who maybe wouldn't be able to go out to fiji in an in a normal year it's Mm -hmm. quite expensive to do you might have other commitments other part-time things family commitments Mm -hmm. so them being there opens up internships to so many people Mm -hmm,
1: definitely so in terms of when things get a little bit safer, do you still think that you will both want to go travelling physically, or do you think that you also still consider doing virtual things where it is so easy to slot in between? Obviously depending on what courses are on offer. What do you both think? Yeah, I would I would still
2: do virtual stuff. As I said, I didn't do virtual stuff just because it was the only thing that was available. I mm-hmm. actually prefer prefer than um, the fact that it's virtual. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do think there are a lot of. Obviously, it's really good to actually go and immerse yourself in a proper experience, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like physically go
1: somewhere. But um, there are positives it's... to every side, I guess. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, just to mirror what like Megan like said earlier, it, um, it is really helpful, I think, for people that maybe wouldn't be able to go or to travel mm-hmm. to internships.
1: Yeah, it's a much um, it's a much cheaper option, isn't it? So, for people that potentially they want to still get these sorts of skills and experiences it's a nice alternative do you have any tips for students who are thinking of doing virtual opportunities in the future potentially with think pacific or maybe with someone else
0: i think in the same way as what you would have for in-person like physical internship is just make the most of the time that you have it would be especially easy with a virtual internship to put work off um because you've not got anyone in the office behind your shoulder kind of going like this is what you need to be doing today." Yeah. Um, so it's just really important to actually set your intentions out at the start of the program and go this is what I want to achieve or learn from it and Mm -hmm. kind of sticking to it uh I think otherwise it could be a bit of a wasted opportunity and it you can learn like a massive amount from it
1: yeah definitely how about you Izzy are there any tips that you'd have for students who are thinking of taking part either in think pacific virtually or other virtual courses
2: yeah I think um I think just trying just trying to at least because obviously it's flexible I think if you have the opportunity to try and kind of do it in a structure they've set out I think it's helpful to do that from the start a little bit you know so you don't get like overwhelmed or Mm -hmm. um don't start procrastinating it's like kind of (laughs) acting try and acting as if you do have someone supervising you yeah I think yeah Uh, because I can I don't know if people are anything like me I'm quite good at procrastinating
1: <laughs> and then and then I think oh god I
2: can't <laughs> I can't get on top of it all but yeah it's fine yeah. Well
1: as, yeah I mean that must have been a great opportunity then just I mean for both of you but then in particular for you then is it if you find yourself procrastinating quite a lot as many of us yeah. do just to kind of get your time management skills kind of on track yeah. and a great way to kind of show that you've been able to, to 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 do that as well I find that sometimes when you're a student if you're used to having like longer deadlines on things potentially maybe with essays things like that it gets quite easy to become in a bit of a routine of leaving things maybe to the last minute but I guess yeah. with these sorts of courses you're not able to do that which is a great way to kind of adapt those skills as well yeah yeah cool um, is there anything else that you guys think anyone should know about if they wanted to sign up for Think Pacific or other virtual courses?
0: I think one like one small thing that I would find quite useful to know is mm-hmm. when you pick your action project, mm-hmm. which is the project that you will do for the rest of your internship and focus mm-hmm. on, it's super important to actually read through the documents that they provide yeah. just because I think there's you could quite easily get trapped into one that maybe isn't exactly what you thought it was and just... Mm-hmm. If there's one time to make sure you're putting in the effort, spending time on it, it's then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, that's really good advice. <laughs> um, it was really nice talking to you both, and I'm so glad to hear that you had such a great time with Think Pacific. It sounds like you both had, I don't know, similar experiences in the sense of the cultural side of things and the skills that you've learned, even though you had such different like action projects and actual focuses in terms of subjects. But it, it sounds like you both had a really... Uh, beneficial time but thank you very much for coming and chatting thank you okay thank you for listening thank you thanks very much thanks